The guilt of spending money. Where does it come from? Where does it end? I am constantly replaying the words of my mother. Cuando seas famosa me vas a comprar mi casita, ¿verdad? Tú dijiste. But who told my mother I would get her a house? Was it me or was it the me that feels guilt and the weight of being the eldest? I don't even remember telling her. And now every single time I spend money I think of my parents. Why am I here? Why are they not? ¿Por qué estoy viviendo la vida que mi madre siempre quiso? ¿Por qué estoy de este lado de la frontera? Am I selfish? Así me puso mi madre. Segundo nombre, no el apellido. I deserve a better life and I deserve to feel okay. But they do too. At what point do I stop carrying this guilt? At what point does this burden become the wing of a butterfly? Me cansa pensar en mamá. Me cansa pensar en papá. Me cansa pensar. The other day I decided to celebrate myself for selling out my book in three minutes. I took the bus to Coronado and decided to visit a restaurant I had always wanted to go to. Tenía un aire francés y siempre tuve la curiosidad, pero me lo imaginaba muy caro. Can't remember the last time I took myself out on a date, or the last time I truly celebrated myself. So I sat there. Me pedí unos panes franceses, un café y un jugo de naranja. I ate fast because sitting with my thoughts for too long scares me. Después de ahí me fui a una tienda de turistas. Got myself a crystal bracelet and a necklace. I felt guilty. Took the bus home. Told myself I should go back and return everything. That if I could go back in time and never walk into the restaurant, I would. Why did I spend so much? Why did I spend at all? What am I doing? I got home feeling low, dirty, guilty, and ashamed. I do not deserve to be spending. Do I believe that or do I believe I should not be celebrated? I want to explore a little. I want to know where this guilt comes from. Voy a dar un viaje por el árbol genealógico. My parents met when they were 16. Dos personas con su propio peso ancestral viviendo en México. Existiendo en Tijuana. La casa de la mamá de mi papá tenía tierra. Y era muy pequeña. My mom tells the story of her first sighting de mi abuela. It was of her hitting my dad's nephew with a toy sword. They were still happy. When I was born, my dad started working at McDonald's. En ese entonces eran otros tiempos. En ese entonces mi familia era una. Mamá y papá aún se amaban. When my father left during my college career, my relationship with money shifted. I have a poem in my book. A couple, actually. Te pintan una obra de mi relación tóxica con el dinero y lo que simboliza en mi vida. Que el dinero y mi estabilidad emocional se tomaban de la mano. How could I cope with the idea of my father leaving me and never looking back? I started buying bottles of Smirnoff and drinking them alone in my room. 
Me fumaba dos, tres cajas de cigarro a la semana. I was in a very expensive and codependent relationship where gift giving was my love language. It actually still is. No quería que mi amor en ese entonces me dejara, entonces un día me levanté a las seis de la mañana para hacer fila y comprarle sus galletas favoritas, recién horneadas. Mis últimos cinco dólares del cheque. Not looking back at my bank account was a substitute for me avoiding looking at the empty chair at our dinner table every Christmas. Papá, ¿dónde estás? My father was somewhere hiding from people he owed money to. I think he spent it all on alcohol too. O cosas que no sé y no me quiero enterar. But the common denominator, money. He was spending money de un lado de la frontera y yo del otro. Hasta que los dos nos quedamos en cero y sin siquiera hablarnos. One day my boyfriend at the time and I decided to take a trip from San Francisco to Los Angeles. We were supposed to rent a car and once we got there drive up to Universal Studios. My boyfriend had paid for the flight so I was to pay for the car. We get to the car dealership. I insert my card. Declined. My boyfriend and I looked at each other. No puede ser, ha de ser un error, le digo con vergüenza. And I check my bank account. $89 left. $89 left with five months of rent left in the semester. I was working as an art teacher, 10 hours a week back then, earning minimum wage. $89. De ahí empieza mi odisea con el dinero. I spent every night looking into websites of how to make money quickly. Others just wondering what life would be, what it could have been. Si tan solo no hubiera gastado el dinero. Si tan solo papá no se hubiera ido. Si tan solo hubiera aprendido a cómo lidiar con el dolor. I couldn't ask my parents for money. My mom was making about a dollar an hour in Tijuana. My father nowhere to be found. My boyfriend at the time would request even the smallest cent through Venmo, so I knew I couldn't ask him either. So I stopped taking the bus to school to save five dollars every day. I would walk 45 minutes to and from campus every single day. I would skip meals. And I think a breakthrough moment for me was sitting down in Castro. If you are from San Francisco, you know. La que sabe, sabe, y la que no, que lo imagine. I sat in the middle of the Castro district. Hadn't had a meal in days. And I just sat there, looking at everyone. Looking at people without a home. Looking at people asking for money. And I thought, I am lucky, but I'm also very sad. The only thing that made me feel better was having fake fur coats that my mom had given me for Christmas. Entraba a la escuela soñada, imaginando que tenía más de un dólar en mi banco. I would walk to school with my fur coat, sunglasses and a Starbucks plastic cup that had no coffee in it, pretending that life was okay. And then came the roommate message. A month before, I had struggled to pay rent. You know how there's about five days you have after rent is due until it's really late? I think I had come up with the money on the last day. So on this next month, one of my housemates texted me. 
keep in mind there was six of us in a one bedroom, one bathroom. Three of us, including myself, sleeping in the living room. Only mattresses. Still paying over 600, 700 in rent. So this month, one of my housemates, the one that had found the apartment and paid the rent to the landlord, texted me saying, If you don't pay rent by the 30 this month, I'm throwing your shit in the lobby. I had no words. I just sat there reading the text over and over and over. During this time, things had happened. Many things. I'll just mention three. One, I had discovered that my father was in jail. Two, my relationship of seven years ended because I had become too much of an emotional wreck. Had affected my relationship and the way my boyfriend perceived me. I have a poem in my book that says, Es como si mis lágrimas apagaron el fuego. Three, there was this situation. Now, I will not speak of it yet, but a physical trauma I experienced por el cual me sentía sucia, desquiciada, culpable y ardiendo en pena. I didn't tell anyone for months. Society doesn't handle physical violence against women's bodies very well. So I get this text from my housemate. I freak out. I knew I wouldn't have the money by then, so I start looking for a new apartment. I post something on Facebook, and the next thing I know, my housemate's friends repost my thing, saying, Do not trust this person. She scams people and doesn't pay rent on time. ¿Cuál fue la necesidad? <laughs> no lo sé. But in fin, my housemate comes home. I assume she had seen my post or her friend's repost because she asked if she can speak to me privately. We go out into the balcony. Tantos cigarros en el suelo que yo fumé mientras le escribía cartas a mi padre que jamás enviaría. She says, I want you to know I didn't mean what I said about throwing your shit in the lobby. I would never do that. So why did you say it? My bark is bigger than my bite, she said. And she laughed. But I missed the joke. What was funny? I continued to live there for as long as I could, and for the summer of 2016, I went home to tell my mother I wanted to drop out of college and move back to Tijuana. Ya no podía más. Supongo que mi culpa fue no avisar. I left for the summer and did not give my housemates a specific date in which I would be back. Or at least that's what I tell myself to not villainize them and instead blame myself because that's what good daughters do. So I come back after deciding I would fight San Francisco back, que la ciudadano me iba a ganar. I text another one of my housemates, tell her if I could go pick up my things and move out, and she replies asking if we can meet in school and speak in person. My heart dropped again. I took the bus, and as I walked up towards her, I could tell she was nervous. She kept fidgeting and faking a smile. It looked like she even wanted to cry. I have to tell you something. This is so awkward, but your things are gone. What do you mean? Where are they? She explained I never told them when I would be back, so they assumed the answer was never. So everyone in the household contributed to the tossing out of my things. I froze. The thing about me is I never retaliate. I never talk back. I hate confrontation. I think people won't listen. Cuando era chiquita y lloraba, mamá me decía, deja de llorar porque te voy a dar una razón para llorar. So I stayed quiet. 
I looked at her and I asked her if there was anything left. There was plants, all my clothes, all my shoes, the fur coats I would wear to pretend I was okay, my Frida Kahlo paintings, posters, pillow, my mattress, but I only cared about the typewriter my mom had gotten me as a gift. Those are hard to find. Those are expensive. My mom spent money. There goes money again. She told me her friend liked antique items, so maybe he kept it. Maybe. Maybe. I stood there. My heart was on the floor, but I left it there to rot. Que caso tenía salvarlo, ya estaba todo apachurrado. In that moment, I assumed she wanted me to cry. When I was little and my mom would hit me, I would smile. Promise myself I'd never give her the satisfaction of seeing how much pain she cost me. I think that's why she doesn't believe me now. So anyways, I didn't cry in front of my housemates and I stood there and smiled. I said, it's all material things. I'll buy them all over again and walked away. And that was that. I lost everything. New semester, new student loan. I think I'm at 30k right now. There goes money again. When does the guilt and the shame end? No lo sé. Pero aquí les va otra historia. One thing I learned from my father back when he was in my life was resilience. He lost his job when I was in middle school and he never stopped until he found another one. Lo veía llegar a casa a dormir. A veces llorar. Qué difícil es aprender de la depresión con tu madre o tu padre como ejemplo. So when it was my time, I decided I would try anything. So I decided to sell my clothes. There is this specific moment, one I replay over and over in my head. And there is a poem in my book, one in which I am buried in snow and dirt. There I was on my way to the metro. I was headed to Hayden Ashbury, conocida como el área hippie de San Francisco. It was full of thrift stores that buy clothes from you then sell them for twice the price that they pay you. But I didn't care how much I made. Five dollars was five dollars that I didn't have before, and trust me, I did not have those five dollars. I paid youth fare even though I wasn't youth anymore, which was 75 cents because 75 cents were the only coins I found in my bag. Get out of the metro, holding a trash bag full of clothes to sell, and as soon as I get off, I see the muni cop. He approaches me. Of course he does. He asks to see my ticket. He smiles at my youth fair and asks for my ID. I tell him I don't have it. He asks, do I need to call the cops on you right now? I tell him I had no money to pay the full adult fare and that I was actually on my way to sell my clothes to make some money. He laughs and says, you don't look like you don't have any money. And then hands me a ticket for $112 for me to pay in a month. I didn't have $2.25 to pay for the Muni and was now holding a $112 ticket I had to pay. Y de esos tuve tres. My happiest moment was when my friend Venmoed me $10 and the first thing I did was buying myself a burger at Super Duper. Después de días sin comer la hamburguesa me supo a cielo. Y ahora las hamburguesas me saben igual. Solo que ahora compro de dos dólares y aún así me siento mierda por gastar. Hace años quería morir. 
Pensé en lanzarme a la piscina y nadar eternamente, pero no lo hice porque había una familia. Si algo he aprendido de crecer en mi familia es jamás disturbiarles la vida. Mejor observa. Ya no quiero morir, pero igual me cuesta existir. I cannot spend money on myself. What an ungrateful child. El apodo favorito que me ha puesto mi madre es egoísta. ¿Será que sabe que he empezado a ahorrar? When my father became a drug addict, he took almost $2,000 from me. I was 15. Era el dinero que me dieron en mi quinceañera. I had a joint bank account with him. I was saving that money for college. And one day the money magically disappeared. When I asked him about it, he said that he had borrowed it. It made me feel like a good daughter. Because I could see in my father's eyes that he really needed it. Mi padre ya no era mi padre. Era un Van Gogh triste, un Picasso azul. Entonces pensé que como hija podía salvarlo. I never said anything about the money until the day my housemate told me she'd throw my shit in the lobby. I reached out to my father and asked if he could please lend me money, the money he had borrowed from my account. I explained I was struggling financially, that I was about to get kicked out of my house. And I said, please, because this is what good daughters do. The first thing he said was, how could you do this? I paid for your quinceañera, no seas malagradecida. Ya sé que me odias y que quieres que me muera. So I never asked again. The money was gone and so was my father. And so was my happiness. And idea of love. Now I wonder if my father hadn't had access to my money. Would he have been disappeared by the men he owed money to? Y si es así, quizás si lo ayudé. Soy buena hija, entonces ¿por qué aún no me quiere? Pasa mucho en mi país, o en cualquiera que prefiera el dinero por encima de la compasión. Now whenever my mom or my sister asks for money, I can't say no, because that's what good daughters do. Solo que ahora no sé si podré comprarle la casa a mi madre. ¿Será que si soy egoísta? Thank you.